life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and fees, fights, canceled flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. Thanks for tuning in to the Road Stories Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano, part of the All Things Comedy Network. Engineer Aaron, what's going on at All Things Comedy? Oh, no Engineer Aaron today. We're not at the All Things Comedy studio. We're at the Murray Valeriano Podcast studios in the studios in lovely. We're at the Murray Valeriano Podcast studios in lovely Southern California. It's 92 degrees at the beach today. 92 degrees at the beach in November. It rarely gets 92 degrees at the beach in the summer. In the wintertime, it's 92 degrees. People are not wearing wetsuits. They're wearing shorts. I am sunburned. It's November. But there's no climate change. <laughs> no, not at all. Let's, let's be happy. We have a, we have a president who uh, doesn't believe in climate change. So I don't get political, but I do care a lot about the environment. And uh, we need to be conscientious. That's all I'm going to say. So we're at the Valeriano Podcast Studios. Let's go right to our guests. Strike two. No guests in the studio today. There's no guests in the studio today. I'm doing something a little different, and um, I'll explain a little bit more about that in a few minutes. I mean, if you if you read the description or the title of this episode, then you know what's going on. But if you haven't, I will, uh, I'll fill you all, all out here in a few minutes. I'll fill you all in. I won't fill you out. I'll fill you in. I'll fill you in here in a few minutes. So uh, before uh, we get started, I just want a few announcements to make up. Uh, T-shirts. Get your T-shirts. Who wants a T-shirt? I have them. Uh, here's the deal. If you go to murrayvalerian.com and click on the T-shirt link, or you go to Stoy Merchandise and click on their link, or you go to Twitter, at V. Follow me if you haven't. You can click on the link there and get your Road Stories T-shirt. They're in gray right now. Is uh, seems to be the popular color, so that's what we're making. But it'll cost you a mere twenty five dollars. A mere twenty five dollars to get a Road Stories T shirt. But I got a special offer for you. So here's the deal: I have a few T shirts left over from the recent tour I was on and the LA Podcast Festival. By the way, the LA Podcast Festival is amazing. Such a great event. I look forward to it every year. I've been involved with it for the last five years every year so far, and knock on wood, and Lord willing, I'll be a part of it next uh, year. Congratulations to Graham Elwood, Chris Mancini, Dave Anthony, and Andy Wood to a certain extent for a great podcast festival this year, and Tabitha. Uh, Tabitha, your last name escapes me right now, but thank you for that. Um, so I have a few t-shirts left over. So here's the deal. Donations. Let's do a donation. I really push, I really uh, push the donations uh, for this podcast, uh, but I'm going to now because I am in need of upgrading my equipment. You know, all the money I get through donations, I'm not, I'm not paying my mortgage with it. I'm not buying a new surfboard with it. Hell, I'm not even buying wax, surf wax, with the money I get from donations. I'm putting, I put it all into this podcast. So whether it's equipment, my, this mixer, I'm sure my son has spilled apple juice on it. This, microphones who knows where he's put these microphones when i'm not looking um so i'm using and i'm using that money to upgrade the equipment and also i i use it to feed the comics you know uh comics love their starbucks so i i 
I make a Starbucks run before the show when it's nighttime. I'll, I'll, I'll supply dinner for them. I'll, I'll supply a lunch for them, uh, snacks. There's a great bagel shop around the corner from this place. Now, listen, I grew up in New Jersey. I love bagels. Uh, East Coast bagels are the best. Uh, as a rule of thumb, any store or restaurant I see with New York in the title, I avoid like the plague. Because, hey, it's a New York-style pizza, and it's basically a fucking DiGiorno. Um, but this bagel, New York-style bagels uh, around the corner, oh, my God, they're great bagels. So I get the bagels for those guys. What, what I'm saying is all the money I get through donations goes directly into this podcast. So I can give you guys an hour, hopefully, an hour's worth of great entertainment a week for free. For free. I don't charge you guys anything. Uh, uh I, I, you know me, I love the pirate radio aspect of this. I, I, I live off your feedback and your uh, laughter and your emails and your occasional donation and your retweeting of this episode, which I would like, I would encourage you guys to retweet this stuff. If you like the episodes, man, I, I, how hard would it be to hit the retweet button if, you, if you're on Twitter? Just, I ask you to do that. I ask very little of you guys. Um, if, if you're following me on Twitter, at Murray V, please follow me on Twitter, at Murray V. You'll get an announcement for all the, all the podcasts, each episode. Just hit a retweet on that. Um, I, much, I, muchly, I muchly appreciate it. I muchly appreciate it, and I'm sure the numbers will bigly increase. Okay, I'm quoting our president-elect. All right, so uh, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Sin all right, here's the deal. Since I have extra T-shirts, I'm going to do a, a donation special for the T-shirts. Uh, I have in my possession right now three mediums, three XLs, and three Ls. Um, I might have a few more. That's just all I know off the top of my head. Here's the deal. I also have a CD uh, for sale. My CD, if you come to my show, ranges anywhere from $10 to $20. Uh, online right now, it's 10 bucks on iTunes and all the digital platforms. I think on my website, it's 14 12 or 14 bucks. Um, if you buy, uh, if you buy it and I sign it. So here's the deal. Here's how we're going to do donations, uh, for the next few weeks. Uh, donate 10 to $15. If you donate 10 to $15 to this podcast, I will send you a signed CD, a signed Rusty Cow CD, top 100 on iTunes, uh, featured in all your great publications. That's the Rusty Cow 10 to $15 donation. I'll send you a CD, Rusty Cow. 20, 15 to 25, 15 to 25 dollars. I will send you a Road Stories t-shirt, not signed because it comes out in the washing machine. I will send you, it's a great quality t-shirt. I love the t-shirt. Uh, so 15 to 25 dollars will get you a t-shirt. 10 to 15 dollar donation will get you a CD, signed CD. 15 to 25 will get you a t-shirt. But Mur, but Mur. I have so much money laying around. I have invested well. I know the market is going to take off now that President-elect Trump is in office. Uh, I don't know what to do with my money. I've been taking money baths. I've been taking money showers. Uh, I have a money litter box that my cat takes a dump in. I don't, what am I going to do with all this extra money? Well, I tell you what. Any donation, $25 and over, will get you a signed CD and a T-shirt. A Road Stories T-shirt, not just any T-shirt. $25 donation or higher, signed CD, Rusty Cow, and a T-shirt, uh, Red Stories T-shirt. So $10 to $15 will get you a signed CD. $15 to $25 will get you a T-shirt. Anything above $25 will get you a CD and a T-shirt. Look, like I said, $10 to $15, you can give me $10.01. That'll get you a CD. You can give me $14.99. That'll get you a CD. 
$15.01 will get you a t-shirt. $24, you know what I'm saying, Danny? $25.01 will get you a CD and a t-shirt. Um, listen, the, uh, the only reason I'm doing this is because I feel guilty taking donations. I know I work, and it, you, you know, believe it or not, it's not digging dick, digging dick, it's, it's not digging dick, it's not digging ditches to do a podcast, but you know what? I do have to, it does take work. It does take work. Recording, editing, booking. Booking is the hardest part. Getting comics on there, doing research, um, throwing shows so I have stories to tell, a perfectly good show. I will throw a wrench in it so I have a good, I don't do that. So listen, 15, 10 to 15 will get you a CD. 15 to 25 will get you a t-shirt. Anything above 25, a signed CD and a t-shirt. Anything below 10, uh, greatly appreciate it. I'll thank you on air. Uh, Here's the deal, and I've said this before. If you don't donate to this show, I'm still going to do it. <laughs> I'm still going to be here. I'm still going to record. I'm still going to have fun doing it. I really do enjoy doing the show. And the days I don't enjoy doing the show and I get really down on it, I get an amazing email from one of the listeners or uh, an, an amazing review on iTunes or, or something like that. So not only do I encourage you to donate so I can upgrade my equipment and, and feed these uh, comedians, I... Uh, um, I also encourage you to follow me on Twitter and uh, send me an email. Let me know what you think of the shows. Let me know if you have any questions. Let me know any questions you want to uh, ask comedians. Uh, correct me. I was using a I was using the term, and I will not say your name, but I was using the term hair lip, I think, in a joke. Uh, and a listener called me and said, "No, that's." That's not a that's not a term acceptable. It's it's offensive. So I'm I'm willing to learn and I'm willing to apologize. And so no longer no longer now do I say hairless. Uh so yes, shoot me an email. I'm let me listen. We're comedians. I'm a comedian. We live and thrive off the attention of you, the listener and audience. So I don't care if it's a complaint. Uh, I would rather it not be a you suck email, but we live, we live off your, we live off your, uh, off your response. And, and, and so, uh, like I've said before, doing a podcast is, is, is just throwing it out on the internet. I mean, I know I have listeners and you know, I see the listeners have been coming out to shows, which is awesome. Uh, I know it's out there, but you know, sometimes I'll go for a stretch without a couple of weeks without hearing from a listener. And then you kind of think, well, why am I doing this? Is anybody listening? Is anybody listening? Whoa. Um, so do me, so please, yeah, shoot me an email. Say hi. Let me know what's up. Uh, you know, let me know what town you're in. I'll let you know if I'm coming down to do your town. So those are the t-shirts and the CD pitch, uh, pitches. And uh, I really do appreciate you guys listening. I'm telling you, like I said, even if you don't donate, I will still do this show. Um, it's a great show. I've been doing it for a long time. And, and I love it. And I love you guys. And I... I love seeing and meeting road stories listeners at shows. So keep on coming out, everybody. Keep on coming out, babies, if I can quote Dr. Johnny Fever. Uh, so CDs are out of the way. I'm excited for 2017, despite what's going on in the world. I'm excited because I'm going to be hitting the road hard. Uh, actually, I picked up a tour on December 1st. I'm going back to going back to perform for the military. I'm going to go back and perform for the men and the women who defend our right to vote. And even defend our right to vote wrong. So um, I said it on Facebook the other day. Uh, I live in a I live in a very lefty town, a very lefty state. Uh, I am in the business of celebrities. There are some people who actually think of me as a celebrity. Uh, it's one person and my mom. 
But uh, <laughs> uh, somebody emailed me the other day and said, hey, I hear all you celebrities are going to move to Canada. Are you, now that Trump won, are you packing your bags? And I said, yeah, I'm packing my bags. And on December 1st, I'm leaving the country to go perform for the troops because I do respect men and women and I appreciate all they do. So um, I want to thank everybody uh, who listened, who's listening, who's ever served for this country. I really Really do thank you for the sacrifices you have made, and they are plenty. I I witnessed a few of them on the last tour, um, so I thank you very much. I thank you for your offspring, your sons and daughters who are who are serving. I know we have a few active, a few listeners with active military in their family. So I honestly, it, I thank I really thank you guys. It's. We're really seeing right now the benefits of the military. We're seeing the, the, the benefits of our freedoms being defended. We're, we witnessed uh, we witnessed voting. We witnessed the, the ability to vote. We witnessed the ability to elect a new president of the United States. We we. We witnessed the faulty electoral college. <laughs> we witnessed the popular vote losing to the electoral college. This is these are freedoms. These are freedoms that we have because of our military. And sure, they need to be ironed out, and a few things need to be fixed. But you know what? We're in America, and we have the ability and the freedom to fix them. Now, the problem is, are we going to get off our asses and fix them? That is up to you. So uh, I encourage you to support our military in, in other ways. And also, we're witnessing protesting. Protesting is another is another important part of this country. And I know a few people on the right are calling the protesters whiny, and I don't think that's fair. Uh, again, I'm not taking a side right here, but I don't think if you want to protest, that is one of our freedoms that our military fights for. So I encourage and I support any protest going on out there as long as it remains uh, not violent. Let's save our violent protests for when our basketball teams win. That's the important part. Okay, so uh, I didn't mean to go off on a political tangent right there, but um, I will be going on a military tour. That's what I'm saying. I got asked to go on a military tour December 1st through the 7th. I'll be gone seven days. I don't know if you're a praying people, but um, I really appreciate your prayers. I'm going to a very, uh, very, they call it hot in the military, very active, very war torn uh some suffering that i will have to endure uh it's gonna be hard um i'll be going to hawaii uh that's gonna be rough i don't know if you know the war tornness of hawaii or not i don't i'm a, you know that could get sunburned i don't want that to happen and if i survive hawaii i'll be going to italy which uh, again um Suffering for our freedoms is what I'm doing. <laughs> no, so I, yeah, so I am going to Hawaii and Italy. Uh, you know what, man? These people are taken away from their families. They are, they are, they are stationed far away from their families, and they need entertainment also. Um, so I'll be going to Hawaii and Italy. If you live in Hawaii or Italy, uh, if I have any downtime, I'd love to catch a beer with a listener, meet some listeners. I talked to three people from Hawaii last week, just randomly. They emailed me and I said, "Hey, I'm coming to Hawaii, so I might." 
two, I talked to two people about hooking up and maybe grabbing a beer, depending on which island I am. So hit me up if you're in uh, Hawaii or Italy while I'm out on the road. Uh, give me a shout. In the military. And come 2017, I'm also going all over the states. I'm going to be in Northern California at the Punchline with Tim Lee in January. Southern California, La Jolla Comedy Store, uh, I think Bend, Oregon. I'll be at Chadwick's, which is great. I haven't been there in like eight years. I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to be outside of Seattle, casino outside of Seattle. And I bring that up because I will be in Seattle, May 4th. I am producing my own show. Well, I am producing it with Tim Lee. You guys know we've been producing uh, when we're on the road. We take one night out, produce our own show so i'm excited to do that it's gonna be me tim lee and a, a, a comic out of seattle who used to live here named cara rossellini uh, i'm looking forward to that that's tentatively may 4th i'll have all the tickets information on uh when uh, as it unfolds and i will uh i will let you guys know also if you are a comic in seattle and you want to open the show let me know. I've been doing that also. I've been trying to find the local comics listeners of this podcast who want to open the show. I like to help out where I can. Um, so if you're a Seattle comic and want to possibly open the May 4th show, give me a shout at murrayvaleriano.com. Follow me on Twitter. Hit me there or go to Murray Valeriano Comedy on Facebook. If you haven't liked my Facebook page, uh, please do. It's... Uh, it's Murray Valeriano Comedy. I'm phasing out the Road Stories podcast page. It's just, I can't, you guys know, I've been through this all together. I haven't phased it out yet. But once I can get all the likes and listeners from my Road Stories page over to Murray Valeriano Comedy, I will kill that page and put it all in Murray Valeriano Comedy. So please like Murray Valeriano Comedy. You can get all the information there. Oh, boy, these are a lot of announcements, people. I apologize. Has it all been entertaining at all? Hold on. If it hasn't, hold on. Look, I'm juggling. Three balls. What? One-handed. Three balls. Okay, back to that. So, yeah, so I'm looking forward to the... Oh, and also, real quick, Boots, don't say anything to anybody, but it looks like I might have an extensive East Coast tour coming up uh, in the summer. I'm excited about that. I've had a lot of listeners saying, when are you coming to the East Coast? And I haven't been to the East Coast in a while, so I am looking at... New Jersey, New York, Georgia, Washington, D.C. These are all, again, it's tentative, but it's, it looks like it's going that way. So I'm very excited. I'm going to do one big show, big theater show in New Jersey. I'm excited to do that. It's my home state. I haven't performed back there, and I don't think I've ever performed in New Jersey. So I'm looking forward to that. And then I'll have various club dates, and you can also look for the... Uh, Look for the dates on that, and, and more information is coming. And, of course, I will be producing my own shows there again. And if you're a comic and you're a listener and you want to open shows, you should give me a shout. Let me know. Also, if you want me to do the Road Stories podcast in your town, like I'm coming to Seattle, I've got a few days up there. So I might just uh, poke around, ask some comics up there, where's a good coffee shop, where's a small venue where people can get eats and drinks and do a live road stories from there. So I'm looking forward to that. If you have a city, if you live in a town and you want me to do the road stories podcast live at your city and or town, give me a shout, man. We'll set it up. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And I look forward to doing that. Okay. All the business out of the, Oh, you know what? Getting back to t-shirts real quick. I gave you the offer on the t-shirt sets. A donation, 10 to $15 will get you a signed CD. 15 to 25 will get you a t-shirt. Anything above 25 will get you a CD and a t-shirt. Here's the deal. If you write a review on iTunes, that trumps any donation. Right now, I haven't had a uh, review on iTunes in quite a while, and it really helps the podcast when you have uh, uh, reviews on iTunes. So throw some, you know, write a review, and if I pick your review, uh, I will send you all a T-shirt. So uh, do that. And you'll listen ahead because I'll have to get your name off your iTunes ID 
All right, guys, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. This has been boring. This has been, what, 10 minutes of announcements? I apologize. So I'm going to give you a quick road story. Uh, oh, my God, it's been 20 minutes. I a quick road story. I was at a club the other night. No, you know what? We don't have time. I'm not going to go into that right now. Here's the deal. Here's, here's what we're doing today. It's a different, it's a different, different situation, and uh, I wish I didn't have to do it, but um, I do. So uh, I'm going to take a drink of water. Um, in case you don't know, two, uh, 2016 sucks. I don't know if you've caught wind of that. It started off sucking out of the gate, and it looks like we're going to book in the suck uh, of 2016. Um, and I'm not saying that politically. I'm saying that with deaths. If you are a fan of life, 2016 sucked for you. If you are a fan of great creative people leaving us much too soon, 2000 sucked for you. Um, if you're a fan of people you like and friends, 2016 has sucked for you. We've lost a lot of great people. We've lost many, many talented artists. Uh, I lost a few friends. I lost a family member last three weeks ago. My cousin Steven got diagnosed with kidney cancer, man, I don't know, a month and a half ago, and he's gone. Um, you might not know my me. You might not know my cousin Stephen, but you've heard me talk about him whenever we talk about Nashville. I always say I have a cousin Stephen. I have a cousin in prison in Nashville. Do you know him? That's my running joke. And I used to say that on my radio show with Bill Ingvall when we talked to truckers. And uh, I was nervous about saying that about Stephen because you know he's a criminal. <laughs> so he's a, he's a big dude. Uh, so I told him I'm like, hey man. Uh, whenever I get a caller in uh, on a radio show and they're from Nashville, I say, hey, I got a cousin in prison in Nashville. Do you know him? And he laughed and he loved it. He was a big fan of Bill Ingvalls. He was a, I guess he was a fan of mine. So I no longer have a cousin in prison in Nashville. But um, I talked to him and he, <laughs> before he died and he said, you can always say you have a cousin in prison in Nashville. So rest in peace, Stephen. You've had an interesting, hard life. Uh, let's hope the other side is a lot better. All right, um, but other people you might have known who have passed away, uh, a lot of musicians, uh, we don't need to go into that. David Bowie kicked off the year with dying. Oh, I'm such a David Bowie fan, man. I was so sad to see him go, and it was such a shocker, too, because he just released that album on Friday, and he died on Sunday night, right after Motorhead. I remember I was at the Improv, and the comedian, the MC Joe Dosh, this like white, skinny, gay dude who's totally into like heavy metal, We he's like, hey, listen, if you don't mind, uh, before comics, we're just going to play Motorhead tonight. And I thought, what a great idea. So we played Motorhead between comedians all night. We cranked it up. It was awesome. I go home. I wake up the next morning, and David Bowie passed away. So uh, that sucked. I'm a huge David Bowie fan. I saw David Bowie. Giant Stadium, 1989, 1990. I went with my best friend, Rich DeAndre. He's still my best friend today. I talked to him the other day. Uh, a bunch of people I, I didn't know who were there were there. People I went to high school with, Jennifer Hawk was there, and Roberta Zwire, my dear, sweet friend, Roberta Zwire, who I've recently got back in touch with, uh, the, her sister, Jane. It was a great concert. Two things I remember about that David, Con David Bowie concert. A, uh, he opened with Space Oddity. I mean, how ballsy is that? I'm going to come out and open with my biggest hit, and then uh, we'll see how it goes from there. And then, of course, he just killed it, man. He was such a great, such a talented 
talented musician and writer and actor. Uh, he'll be the only, the other thing I remember from that concert is you know in between con- in between acts like the opening act will come on, which was Joe Satriani for that show. And then there's a break before the main act comes on, and they play music over the loudspeakers. And during this one, they played Anarchy in the UK, and all of Giant Stadium was up, pogo, and I wanna be. It was great. It was so awesome. I had so much fun at that concert. Um, I'm glad I got to experience it with my friend Rich and Roberta and Jane, even though I didn't know they were there. Um, so we'll miss David. Obviously, David Bowie passed away, Prince. Uh, What's-His-Face from the Eagles, Lemmy from Motorhead. Uh, so many people have passed away. Just this week, Leonard Cohen passed away. He was 82. Uh, whenever somebody old passes away, I always think of a... <laughs> I always think of Jeff Ross's joke. He talks about his 92-year-old grandmother dying, and his friend's like, uh, so how did she die? How'd she die? Her Harley went down on the 405 freeway. How do you think she died? She was 92. Um, so uh, Leonard Cohen was like 82. This morning, I wake up before I go surfing and read that Leon, read that Leon Russell passed away. So Leon Russell is part of the Wrecking Crew. If you don't know anything about the Wrecking Crew, uh, there's a great documentary out by my friend Denny Tedesco. They were the go-to musicians in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. They played on every, every, just about every, every album you've ever heard of. They're amazing. And Leon was part of the Wrecking Crew, great uh, piano solo artist. I saw Leon Russell and uh, Elton John. They toured together. They did an album together about six years ago. And I saw him at the Pantages Theater, which is a really small theater, especially for Elton John uh, to play in when he's, you know, he's selling out arenas. He played in this, and uh, it was him and Leon Russell. And listen, I like Elton John. I like Elton John. But uh, if I go without hearing Tiny Dancer again in my life, I'll be fine. You know what I mean? He's got great songs, but they always play the same songs, and it just burns me out. So I told my wife, the way it was structured up, my wife got us tickets. The way that show was structured, uh, Leon Russell would come out, open the show. He would play for half an hour. Then Elton John came out, and they both played. They played their album for a half an hour, and then Elton John closed it for a half an hour. And that's a great structure, because if Elton John opened it, people would leave after Elton John, because Elton John is you know, hugely more famous than... And uh, Leon Russell, so it was great. But I told Mayor, I'm like, look, hon, uh, thank you for getting the tickets, but you know, I was working at the time. I was on Ridiculousness. It was across the street from the theater, so I just walked over. And I said, hey, I'm going to watch Leon Russell, and then I'm going to watch uh, Elton John and Leon play, and I'm probably going to go home. we got to shoot tomorrow. I'm tired. And again, if I ever, you know, <laughs> if I never hear a candle in the wind again, I'll be fine. So... Leon Russell comes out, kills it. It was great. They come out. Leon Russell, Elton John, they play it. They come out. I'm about to leave, and when Elton John comes out, and he opens with, like, Burn Down the Mission. And I was like, oh, wow, I love this song. And then he did, like, Take Me to the Pilot. And I was like, whoa. And then he did, like, Everybody Loves Alice. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so awesome. Play Candle in the Wind. Like, it was totally over. So we put on a great show. So we're sad to see Leon Russell go. And, again, I don't... I'm very tangen- tangential today, I think is the word. Um, a lot of stuff going on. In this I surfed this morning, so I've got the adrenaline going. Uh, I'm avoiding talking about what I'm doing, <laughs> why I'm doing this podcast by tangential stories, I guess, but I hope you find them somewhat entertaining. Um, besides musicians, we lost a lot of great comics uh, this year, some whom you know of, some who you don't. Kevin Meany. 
passed away a month ago. That was out of the blue. Great comedian. Oh, my God. Such an amazing comedian. I remember the first time I saw him on Johnny Carson, and he did his I Don't Care song. And it was just, I don't care. I don't care. You don't laugh at my joke. And I, zoom, zoom, zoom. It was, oh, my God. So brilliant. And I sang that song forever. I don't care. And it was just, uh, so it's such a shame, man. That was that was always I always felt that was a comic who never really got his due. I mean, he had a don't get me wrong, he had a great career, uh, but he's one of those comics which you know a lot of people don't know by name. But you see his act and go, oh, that guy, he's awesome. So, and I remember when he passed away, I was like, oh man, I never really got to meet Kevin Meany. I'm bummed. And then I was, I think I was emailing with listener Jim Glass because I return every email. And uh, it dawned on me that I did meet Kevin Meany one time, and it wasn't in a club. We were both called back to a, a, a TV show, uh, to host a TV show. It was like a male version of The View, and it, they were looking for a comic, one of the comics to, you know, one comic to be one of the four or five guys on there. And it was down to some guy I never heard of, me, Kevin Meany, and oh, Nick DiPaolo. Oh, I forgot about that. Nikki DiPaolo was in there, and uh, when you're when you're auditioning, especially for network, you get there and you wait for like an hour while they look at the other guy, and then you go in for hopefully an hour. <laughs> it sucks if they hold a guy in there for an hour and you go in for like five minutes. They're like, okay, we're done. Really? The other guy did an hour, and I'm done. Okay. And so I talked to Kevin in the lobby for a long time, and I was really just getting, really getting my shit together stand-up wise and I was starting to go on the road and I just I was just loving everything about it and Nick DiPaolo and I don't think I'm talking poorly about him at all was like I'm done you know I've been on the road forever if I don't book this show I'm, I'm gonna quit stand-up I don't know what I'm gonna do and but Kevin was just in it as long as Nick if not longer and still loving it and, and I got to talk to him and it was awesome and he really inspired me, and then uh, neither Kevin, Nick, or I got it. This guy I never heard of got it, and I still don't know who it was, and he's long gone. So rest in peace, Kevin Meany. Sad to see you go, um, but your comedy will keep us laughing for a long time. Please Google Kevin Meany. Johnny Carson, he's hilarious. But again, that's not the reason I'm doing this today. I'm doing this because we lost another comedian this past week named Max Alexander. Hilarious guy, you... Heard me talk about him. So funny. He was in one of my favorite movies of all time, Roxanne, starring Steve Martin. I believe Steve Martin wrote it and directed it. No, he directed it, and it's a modern version of Cyrano de Bergerac, if I'm saying that right. I never, I don't think I've ever said Cyrano de Bergerac right in my life. But it's a modern version of Cyrano, and it's great. And Max Alexander plays one of the firemen because CD, uh, the main character, was a fireman up in Oregon somewhere, I believe. And that, that movie is hilarious. That's one of my favorite scenes in it. And a bunch of comics were in it. Steve Martin, Max Alexander. Rich Scheidner, who's been on this show, he's going to come on the show in the next couple of weeks. He's got an amazing book he wants to promote. It's about comedy in the 80s. Uh, Rich Scheidner, who else? Damon Wayans was in it. Uh, Steve Middleman, I believe, was in it. Uh, Kevin Nealon? Was in it for a few months. Why have I not had Kevin Nealon on this show? I got to get him in. I just opened for him not too long ago. Maybe I'll get him and Kirk Fox on the show together. His wife, Susan Yigley, is good friends of mine. She's on a, the new mascots. Uh, check that out. I believe it's on Netflix. Anyway, Max Alexander. I worked with Max Alexander for the first time in Las Vegas. And Max had been playing about Las Vegas for years. He opened for Sinatra. He was back when the boys, quote unquote, ran ran Las Vegas, and by boys, I mean the mob, and we became fast friends, and um, it was a pleasure working with him. I worked with him a few times. After that, uh, I used to randomly text him in the middle. He lived in New York. I lived in Los Angeles, so I texted him, like, hey, after a couple of drinks, hey, Max, 
I'm watching Roxanne. You're hilarious. And then I get back. Murray, I got out of bed to return this text. It's 3 a.m. Please go to bed. So he's a wonderful guy. I, you know, very few people help each other out in stand up. And Max got me into the Palm Springs improv when I was having problems when they switched bookers. Uh, he not only did he throw in a good word for me, he, he called me and said they're booking right now because the Palm Springs Improv is only open four months out of the year and the space is limited. So he's like, I just got booked. Call them, tell them you want to work with me, tell them I want you to work with me. And so that's how I got into the Palm Springs Improv. He's, he's a wonderful guy. Um, I met him at the Las Vegas Improv, which is no longer there. Um, I worked with him a bunch there. Uh, I miss the Las Vegas Improv. I miss Carl, the manager there. I miss Max. And Max, uh, Max had some health issues over the last few years. Nobody nearly knew about it. He told me a little bit about it. Um, Elaine Boozler started to go fund me for him. If it's still up, I'll put it on Murray Valeriano Comedy on Facebook and Twitter. He's uh, uh, Maybe that'll help with some of the bills that accumulated. I'm sure somebody inherited those because God forbid we forgive debt in this capitalistic country. Even if you die, everybody wants their fucking money. Um, so... Max, Max, when I asked Max, I brought my equipment to Vegas. This is the first time I met him. We barely knew each other. I'm like, hey, we want to be a guest on my podcast. He had no idea what a podcast was. I kind of explained it to him, and he welcomed me into his suite. And we had a good time when we talked for a few minutes on the podcast. And then I would randomly get texts from him for the next couple of years going, Murray, I can't believe how many people tell me they heard me on your podcast. And uh, thank you so much. And so I converted uh, I converted uh, an old timer to podcasting. So, um this is uh this is the last interview I did with Max. This is the last time. Well, it's not the last time I talked to him. As a matter of fact, I was able to talk to him on Facebook before he passed away, uh, and we had good things to say to each other. I uh, um I've had some bad conversations with people who have passed away, and I hate when that happens. But I love a good conversation, and uh, I didn't know Max was sick when I emailed him. I think I, I think I emailed him about a possible gig or I was coming to New York or something if he wanted to get together and he said yeah you know he's, he's you know very sick and I uh, you know I don't think I'm going to be able to but I'll try you're one of my favorite people so um, it was a very nice exchange and I'm glad I got a chance to talk to him before he passed away and uh, he's a good guy and he's a funny dude and um, let's hope 2017 doesn't have any more of these episodes I got to do right let's hope uh, we don't lose people we care about let's hope we find more people to care about and add them to the list of the people we care about from 2016. Uh, I really do appreciate you guys listening. Um, I, whenever I get an email from you guys, it, it just, I love it. There, I just did an interview for an upcoming documentary about comedy and they asked what are my favorite things about comedy and, and one of them is getting an email or a tweet or a comment after the show saying that they love my podcast. So if let me know, reach out. I return every email and um, Max Alexander, you're a good man, buddy. I enjoyed our stage time together. I enjoyed our road gigs together. I enjoyed our obnoxious tweets. Um, this I recorded with Max in his suite in Las Vegas and uh, he's got a couple good stories in there, and I hope you appreciate it, and I hope you enjoy it, and I really do thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. This is Max Alexander. Uh.
You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns And fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs And blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette <laughs> Drunks in the front, making out for your set And middle acts doing blow more, missing merch And drive the rental car past another mega church And juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone One big law and order marathon I should go out for lunch at some point instead of eating that crappy food oh, i'm sure the food here is terrific <laughs> <laughs> hey thanks for tuning in to the road stories podcast everybody i'm your host murray valeriano Ugh. coming to you from a drizzly crappy day in las vegas yuck how was it when you went out for lunch Oh, a lunch. I, it was breakfast and lunch. It was oh. a combo. Oh, all right. We actually had breakfast, and then like a half hour later, she made lunch. Oh, nice. It was very nice. It's <laughs> the best, uh, my friend Claudia. Well, what's she, up, Claudia, if she's Claudia, listening? It's, it's, the best, it's the best restaurant in oh. Las Vegas. Oh, sweet. Yeah, well, it is her house. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, she uh, was the, ma- uh, the ex-manager of Jerry Lewis. Oh, really? And uh, we became friends over the years, and... Uh, all the comics, like from the fifties and sixties and seventies, know her. They've all eaten at her house. Nice. I've I, I've had dinner there with Jerry Lewis, Steve Lawrence, Shecky Green, Red Buttons, awesome, uh, Dean Martin, uh, just a bunch. Oh, that's of people. great. Yeah, yeah. Just and you're eating there, and you're not really, you know, you're sitting opposite, you know. Uh, uh, at that time, Robert Goulet. Sure, sure, yeah. You know, so you're sitting opposite Robert Goulet, and Steve Lawrence is on the other side, and these are big people in their time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you're saying to yourself, wow, this is great pasta. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I don't care who you're sitting to. Uh, they're talking about uh, Dean Martin's arrangements, and they're dissecting his songs, uh-huh. and they're talking about Sinatra, and you're going... I hope she made that oatmeal cake because that is excellent. I really don't care. You know, I, I've had dinner there with with Frank Sinatra, uh-huh. and you know, you're going, "This is great salad." And you look up, and his toupee is like a little to the side, and you're going, "I hope she made her mousse. I love her mousse." It's, you really don't. Uh, That's great. You don't pay attention you know, I, after you first see the big stars. You know, yeah, they're just human beings, right? Uh, I'm talking to uh, the very funny uh, Max Alexander. Max and I are working together at the Improv this week. Um, Max has been on uh, The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, and The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien, which is most impressive because that was a small window. It's that, a very that was small a short window. window. And the smallest window I ever did was uh, I had two small windows. Maybe I'm a jinx. Uh, <laughs> Martin Short had a TV show. Oh, sure, Martin Short. Yeah, yeah. I did two sets there, and I did a set on the Magic Hour. Ooh, that I don't Magic know. Johnson. Oh, you, wow. Really? I did that, and if I remember correctly, I'm, uh, I'm going to toot my own horn here, Please so get do. ready. Uh, the crowds weren't set up for stand-ups, no. and they didn't do well, and I was really afraid to do it, and my agent was good friends with him, and... Uh, they got me on the show, maybe because basically I didn't do any other shows. <laughs> uh, and I went on, and uh, what I did was I didn't follow the script. Uh-huh. They were like 
chopping my jokes up left and right. Oh, okay. Uh, there was I was gonna do. Uh, I went to the couch where we we're gonna do panel. Sure. And everything had to be exactly because magic couldn't do any improv. What? What a shocker! Yeah. <laughs> everything was even on the cue card. It would say, "Now you laugh and touch your eye." <laughs> it, uh, here's a guy who's you know one of the greatest basketball players ever. Sure. And but he couldn't maneuver through a conversation. Right. And I got mad because. Uh, well, I'm going to make it a. Uh, this podcast, this podcast, how long is it? Nine hours? Yeah, yeah, let's go. It's going to feel like it. <laughs> uh, I do a little bit. I used to do a bit that I had to have a microphone stand in uh-huh. front of me. And when I got backstage, before they introduced me, I said, well, the microphone stand's not set. And they go, oh, they're going to put it there after you get out, because otherwise you're going to be in the camera shot. I go, but the joke's not going to work then, because the joke is being a big guy. Sure. I take the microphone out and I go, let me move this stand. You'll see me better. Right, right. So if you put the microphone stand there when I get there, it, it, it's too obvious. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't understand that. And the so, guy moving the microphone stand would be in the shot. Right, too, wouldn't he? <laughs> right. So I explained that to them and they go, oh, don't worry, it's going to work. I go, I'm not going to do it. And I said, call my agent. And my agent was there and he came out. He says, no, no, you got to do it. Yeah. So he's speaking to the guy, the director on the phone. And he goes, he has to do it that way. Otherwise, the microphone is going to be in the shot when you come out. I go, then I'm not coming out. Mm-hmm. Now, why I was cocky, I had no idea. Right. Believe me, there was no reason to be cocky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know where this is going. This story. <laughs> oh, so uh, they decided not to put it in there. So uh-huh. I said, all right, skip the joke. Okay. Cut the joke. The joke's cutting out. Now I'm getting pissed. So I came out, and instead of going to the spot, I went over to the who the his musical conductor was the percussionist from Prince. Oh, uh, Sheila E. Sheila E. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they were doing a, a segment where you date Sheila E. Okay. And I walked over to Sheila E. And the cameras are going every which way because they don't know where the fat Jew is moving. Right. And I walk right over to her, and I. You know, I get the cut sign, and they stop playing, and she was great. Yeah. She came over to me, and I grabbed her, and I said, I think I win the contest. Let's get <laughs> jiggy. <laughs> and I didn't know what jiggy meant right, right. until the interview before was, uh, uh, Will, oh, you Will know, Will Smith. Yeah. And they were talking about that. So I, fe- I asked somebody backstage, what does that mean? <laughs> and whatever. So I went over and I did that. And she cracked up. She was great. Awesome. I went to my spot. I did my spot. And audience loved me because they saw I was breaking some sure, rules. Sure. Yeah. And this was, believe me, I don't even know why I did it. Right. It was just at the spur of the moment. Yeah, yeah. And I sat down. And his first question to ask me was, uh, Max, uh, so I hear you're on a diet. <laughs> and that was, and then I would do a bunch of diet jokes. <laughs> and I said, uh, so he says, Max, I hear you're on a diet. And I go, oh, yeah, you look pretty heavy yourself. <laughs> and he just started to laugh. And I asked him, I, I, I did a Don Rickles line. Right. I mean, it was straight out of Rickles. Sure. He, I said, how much do you weigh? And he said, 230. And I said, on your left ass, you do. <laughs> and he just cracked up and he got so comfortable. Yeah. We had a regular conversation. Oh, nice. 
And then I was invited back, and uh, lo and behold, it was canceled the yeah. next week. Now, who was his sidekick? Do you remember? Ah, uh, who was his? What, was it Shoemaker? Craig Shoemaker? Yes, it was Craig Shoemaker. And I, or what? Were they look? No, I think they were. Were they like looking for sidekicks, or was he the sidekick? I thought, and I could be wrong on this, but I thought he was the sidekick and got canned during the commercial break. Could have. Yeah, you know what? This is all coming back. Right? I, I wish I wish I owned a computer. I still have an Atari uh, <laughs> or a Commodore 64 sure, at home. Sure. It's a little faint. Uh, uh, I think you know that's what? The story. Wow. I think that's the story. And I think it was like maybe even the first episode or three episodes in, Craig Shoemaker was the sidekick. They fired him during commercial break. Now, that wasn't with Chevy Chase. No, no. I don't think Chevy had a sidekick at all. Boy, this is really coming back to yeah, me. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I'm. I would. I would. I'm in Vegas. I'd put a hundred bucks on that story. <laughs> what was his? What's uh, Craig Shoemaker's uh, nickname? The Love Master. Yeah, but I think he dropped it. I think he dropped. No, the I recently. He, I think oh, I yeah? saw it. I just did a show with him at the Ice House, but it was their anniversary show, so we we're only right. all doing eight minutes. Love so Master sounds, sounds something like you know. You buy on TV yeah. or, you know, KitchenAid makes. Get or the Love down Master. at that shop, I can see out your window right now. Buy the Love Master. I have a lovely view of the, gray skies of the gray skies of Las Vegas. It's fun. Every time I've come to Las Vegas, it's been 150 degrees. This is the coldest I've ever seen it. And drizzly. This is it is. Gross. This reminds me, the first time I was in Vegas in 86, it snowed. Oh, really? Yeah. It, people don't realize in the winter, it gets cold here. Yeah. And uh, the roads are flooded. I was out today. I was here when they build like crazy here. I, yeah. I don't think, I think you have to take an eye test to get a permit right. to build a building here. <laughs> sure. There is really no rules. You can yeah, build yeah. any way you want. And the, the drainage just sucks. Oh, okay. Because it's a desert? Probably. It's the desert. It's flat. Mm -hmm. They have, I was here when it rained where the hotels were flooded. Oh, where they had sandbags, where the you couldn't get into. We were stuck in Caesar's Palace mm -hmm. because the fountains in front flooded out. Oh, the wow. was flooded. Oh, that's crazy. It just they. Uh, you know, there's just, there's water coming through the lights downstairs in the casino as I was walking through this morning. Yeah, yeah. You might want to prep for the rain there, Vegas. Who who founded it? Uh, Seagull? Bugsy, Bugsy? Bugsy Seagull. Yeah, yeah. Didn't uh, didn't plan on the rain. No, he drowned. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is kind of fortuitous. I think maybe I'm using that wrong word. Uh, I'll look that word up. Yeah, look that up in the Shoemaker story. Uh, <laughs> uh, a couple episodes ago, I was with a comedian named Matt Fulcher on, on this show, and we kind of ragged on Vegas for like an hour. And uh, being a, a gentleman who has worked Vegas through pretty much the change, I would call it. Yes. You know, it's changed a lot from 86. What do you see difference in, in shows and working here? Anything? Vegas is, I, I don't understand Vegas. Right. I really don't. I mean, you, we could go very simple. Okay. You know, it's in the middle of a desert. Mm -hmm. In the summer, it's 100 and, we'll be real, it's 116 degrees sure. for days in a row. People love the heat. Uh, we're not pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this it's really hot. It's all about taking your money. Mm -hmm. It used to be, it used to be come here and cheap and see, it, it's overloaded now. Yeah. And I don't think America really cares where they go on vacation. No? I, I don't, you know, people spending two weeks here, I, I don't see the charm in it. Hmm. I really don't. Again, but then where most of us listening is, are from New York mm -hmm. or from L.A. Mm -hmm. where, you know, you're in a major city. 
So coming, I guess if you're a rancher, a farmer, live in a small town in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It is, listen, it is exciting. Sure. But uh, I always I always give the test. I say, if you're going to marry somebody, come to Vegas with $300, spend four and a half days without going to the ATM machine. Right. If you can live with that person <laughs> for that four and a half days, marry them. <laughs> this uh, is the test. Yeah, it has changed. Uh, you you would expect me to say it changed for the worse. I don't, I don't expect anything, especially coming I, out of uh, your mouth after talking to you for the last four days. Things have things have changed for the worst or the best. Vegas was never the great place. Well, you know, it's very interesting. You in history, nostalgia makes you feel warm. Sure. You know, there's a few things in nostalgia that doesn't make you feel warm. The Holocaust, right? The Civil War, sure. It's you know, there, there's certain things that that are known as bad. Everything else, I remember when. Yeah. It was always a money-making machine. Sure. They just make it differently now and make it in smaller hunks than they used to. Mm-hmm. Used to be a dentist could come in to Vegas. They'd fly him in. Mm-hmm. He'd drop $8,000, but they'd give him anything he wants. You want to yeah. go to this restaurant? You want a hooker? You want drugs? You want this? Whatever you want. Now, somebody comes in, and, and he'll go back, and his friends say, did you have a good time? Oh, it was great. I had liquor. I had women, blah, sure. blah, blah. Now people come to Vegas. They drop $400. If you're not in the computer, you may get a free room. Here's a ticket to a horrible buffet. Right. You know, come <laughs> go see the comics at the improv. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, I was at the improv once, and a comics uh, guy in front of me says, I just lost $10,000. You better be funny. I go, I'm not that funny. <laughs> yeah. I'm not that funny. I'm sorry. You're going to be shortchanged about maybe $9,000. <laughs> I'm $1,000 funny. You go, 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 yeah, you have the nine thousand. That's on uh, the hotel, right? Where are your uh, through your vast experience of uh, performing? Where do you like to perform? Or where did you like to perform? The best place in Vegas used to be the Desert Inn. Oh, really? It's not there, it's, it's uh, gone. Now it's the Venetian. Huh. No, it's not the Venetian. It's Wynn. Okay, it's the Wynn Hotel. The it, Desert Inn. The Desert Inn. It was the best room. Even Letterman, I believe, said it was the best comedy room. Oh yeah, six hundred and fifty people, semicircle, uh-huh. very close to you. Just a great room to play, and it was a great crowd. Mm-hmm. And again, uh, I guess I'm old. It, you know, people came dressed to see a show, right? And, sure, and, and they laughed, and it was. Not yelling back at you, and yeah. the rooms were policed. I mean, you know, any heckler, they, they were gone before you even really? had a chance to answer them back. Wow. I mean, people, it was different in those days, but not saying it was better, but sure. it that's was comedy. It was an event. When you went out, now there's so many shows here in Vegas. You see a 2 o'clock show, a 1 o'clock show, a puppet show, a magic show, a pizza show. I mean, Seriously. a frozen custard show. You know, it's a non-fat show, a salt-free show. <laughs> they, they have all these shows here. You know, people come in flip-flops and shorts, you know, we're, jack straps on their head. It yeah, just, yeah. We were kidding the other day. It's like, you know, they used to come in suits, and now you're just lucky to get sleeves. I'm, what I like about Vegas now coming back, being 60, mm-hmm. being overweight, Recovering from a stroke, have a little bit of a limp, 
when you look around Las Vegas in some of these hotels, I'm kind of the stud. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, well, yeah, he, he owns his own cane. Really? <laughs> Not oh, quite the rascal nice. yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were talking last night, man. There, there are some, there are not some, there are some not good looking people. I got to tell you, thank God I'm still horny. <laughs> and I got to tell you, look, and there wasn't one person that I have seen yet since uh, our fourth day here. Uh, we're Friday. We're Friday. So this is our fourth day. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, front fourth day. It, uh, they can't see you count your fingers on the, on the podcast. <laughs> uh, four days already, and man, uh, maybe it's the hotel. I don't know, but I, I've been walking around. I went to the forum shops, uh-huh. which used to be when forum shops opened. That was the that was the shits. Yeah. Now it's basically like you know, it's like Walmart walking around. Sure. And uh, yeah, it's. Uh, Americans are ugly and overweight, <laughs> and uh, I thought I was fat, but at least you know I wear pants that fit. Right? You know, the, the, you know, you can be fat. I don't care if you're fat. Just buy the right waist. Yeah, yeah. Wear the right shirt. I don't want to uh, jump right into my own road story, but I will. Please. Last do. night, I said goodbye to you. I said I go get a couple drinks. And uh, go home. Yo, you said you were going to go get a drink. I did. I had two. And then I got some frozen yogurt and went back to my room. So well, you know how to party. Yeah, I know how to party. But before I did, I sat down at the bar. You're talking about ugly people. I sat down at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I my roads, knock on wood, my road stories days are over. <laughs> Just the, collecting them, not the show. Because... Uh, what did I say? I put the sit in Sin City, <laughs> just sitting around. Oh, I, I'm probably, okay, tell your story. All right, well, no, this I'll, woman. I'll, I'll, yeah, so this woman. You're going to out-sit me? Yeah, I'm, I'll out-sit you. <laughs> this woman, I sat next to her, and she was nice, and I guess her mother was there, and uh, a, a song came on, and I was kind of mumbling it to myself, not singing out loud. She's like, oh, I love this song. I said, oh, yeah, me too. And her mom goes, she's a singer. I said, oh, that's nice. And then proceeded to sing the song to me for the whole song loud. Wow. And not. Hope it wasn't MacArthur Park <laughs> <laughs> or, or the Edmund Fitzgerald. Or the record of the Edmund. <laughs> <laughs> and not good either. And she got the whole thing right to my face, man. And I'm just like trying to bury my, I'm putting a $20 thing in the poker machine just to distract her. <laughs> I said that was great. I'll see you next tomorrow night for American Pie for a half an hour. Wow, that's why I go back to my room now. You could get lucky. It is. First of all, I used to open up for a lot of big names, mm-hmm. and such as, such as uh, Sinatra, okay. Julio Iglesias, sure, uh, Tom Jones. Who was the first one? Uh, Sinatra, no, Frankie. No, 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 no. no kind of guy he was in some movies i think so i think has a pasta sauce maybe yeah, I don't know. what color were his eyes which one <laughs> hey i'm from jersey my son's named frank that's all i'm gonna say all right uh the the, the so I, 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 I interrupted you I okay no no i didn't hear a sinatra so, story i didn't open for sinatra yet but i went to see him uh a comic which will be nameless but people in the business will know who it is uh, I might have I, had him on the podcast if it's who I'm thinking of. I wanted to see the show. And uh, I was here in town. I was opening for somebody 
maybe Julio or something. Uh-huh. And I, I had a night off. Sure. And uh, I said, hey, could I uh, come see the show? I'm always embarrassed to ask. Right. I said, you know, could you put me in a lighting booth or somewhere? Said, oh, come, come. And I came, and he spoke to the guard in front of the showroom, and he came down, picked me up, went to his dressing room, and he just got divorced. Mm-hmm. The comic? Yeah. Okay. Just got divorced. I mean, that day. Okay. And I'm going, oh, my God. And he, he, was, he was like, he didn't even care. Mm-hmm. And he's telling me stories about how he doesn't, he, only, he buys underwear on the road and leaves it there. Right. And I'm like, but you just got divorced. Yeah, yeah. And I'm worried about, I'm such an unshow business person. <laughs> going, Are you okay? Could you perform? <laughs> do you want me to talk? No, 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 I can do this. No, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So he says, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring you to the side of the stage. You can watch the show from there. Cool. So I said, okay. But see, I know that's not a good place, really. Right. Because you can't hear the orchestra because everything is monitored to go into go out sure and 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 to, the sound is correct in this in uh in the theater mm-hmm. not on the side of the stage but i said fine whatever right so i'm the only one there there's nobody else mm-hmm. and i'm watching the show and i'm really enjoying it because I really like watching orchestras. <laughs> so I'm watching the orchestras play. I, I'm watching the lead. I'm, uh, if I had to do it over again, I may have gone into conducting or arranging music. Okay, sure. And I'm watching it, and I, I can't. The sound is not the greatest, but I'm watching Sinatra from the side. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing angles nobody else has actually seen. And there's the faux bow that is known in the business where. You make believe the show's out. You go, sure. thank you. The the second curtain closes, not the front curtain. Mm-hmm. And the audience knows the difference. Right. And you applaud, and they open up the curtain. He takes a bow. They close that same curtain again. Mm-hmm. But, you know, audience keeps applauding. The curtain goes up. He goes, let's do another song. Sure. When the front curtain closes, which is like the real deep velvet, curtain yeah yeah people know the show's over Mm -hmm. so he finishes the first part of the set and instead of closing the front uh the second curtain they closed the big one okay so they closed the ending show curtain right okay and the audience and and so then the audience stops applauding he hears it he turns around, the other curtain closes and mm-hmm. hits him in the head, and his toupee goes flying. Sinatra's toupee goes flying. Right. So <laughs> he's yelling, who the fuck, blah, 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 yeah, yeah. and whatever. And who did that? Who's responsible? And he turns to the side, and he stares at me. And I realize I'm the only one there. <laughs> he doesn't know who I am. So I turn around. I see a door. I open it. I walk out. I close it. I'm in the middle of the desert. Right. Because it was at Bally. It was at the MGM, which is now Bally. Okay. And in, that, in those days, there was nothing behind that. Sure, sure. There was no MGM hotel. There was no, it was desert. Right. And I can't get back in. <laughs> 
And I sat there and I go, I don't know what to do. I had to walk all the way around. Now, it's not like a small building, if you know the building. Sure, yeah. And it's all desert. Yeah. And it's at night and there's no lights. <laughs> and I had to walk all the way around to Coval Lane and walk back up to the strip. I thought he thought I did it. Right, right. That's good. Hightail it away from Sinatra, man. I don't want to screw with him. Next yeah. time I saw him, I was opening for Steve and Edie. And he came to see uh, us in Palm Springs. Uh-huh. Not us. He came to see Stephen Eady. I was on the show. <laughs> and they told us we can't go into the... They told the musicians, don't go into the green room when Sinatra comes in the beginning. Sure. I may believe I didn't hear that. Right. So I just happened to walk in. <laughs> and I go, oh, hi, Mr. Sinatra. My name's Max Alexander. Uh... I opened for Stephen Eady. Oh, I like comics. Oh. And he turns to Stephen Eady's manager, who's seething now. Right, right. sees steam coming out of her ears. <laughs> uh, I'd like to see the comic. Oh, really? So, okay, we'll, we'll see you there, Frank. We're going to see them there so no one could see him sure. during intermission. But anyway, so they see them. And the only thing I'm thanking God is that he doesn't remember me right. <laughs> from Bowie's. <laughs> I go out, and now I'm working in front of Sinatra, who my mother always told the story about her sneaking out of her house mm-hmm. to wait in line at the Brooklyn Paramount right. to see Sinatra. And my grandmother caught her, and she went down to the Paramount Theater. My, my grandmother had polio, so she had one leg in a brace, and mm-hmm. my mother was sitting on the street waiting for the box office to open, and she just sees my grandmother's leg and her brace. <laughs> anyway, so I'm opening up for Sinatra, and no matter how much I tried, I could not stop playing to him. Oh, I bet. I would like do my all my jokes, and when I would come to the punchline, I'd turn stage right and look right at him. <laughs> go, Mr. Sinatra, da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> and I just couldn't. I kept on saying, don't do that. Right. You're going to lose the audience. <laughs> and I did this show, and I came back, and he looked at me, and he says, he slapped me on the face like a nice little slap. Yeah. and goes, I call you a kid because basically I forgot your name. <laughs> <laughs> you are very, very funny. Awesome. So I went into my dressing room to shoe polish, put it around my eye to look like a black eye. I walked into Steve Lawrence's room, and I guess, Mrs. Sinatra liked me. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you end up opening for him then? For Frank. Uh, they needed a uh, Tom. Uh, couldn't make it. Tom Treason. Couldn't make it. Tom, Tom Treason, who I had on. Earlier this year, I believe. Yeah. And always, you know, he was a very helpful. I mean, the business was all recommendations in those days. Yeah. Uh, man, I can't believe I said those days. <laughs> but it really was. I mean, I got the Tom Jones gig. I opened for Tom Jones for seven years. And these people that I've opened for, uh-huh. I opened up for years, not for once or twice sure, sure. or a weekend. I mean, that was my job. I was, I was very lucky. I didn't have to play... In my, the first five years, I played a lot of clubs. Uh-huh. After that, it was first class all the way. Oh, nice. Good you for know, you. It, you know, somebody would pick up my luggage in the morning at the hotel. <laughs> it would show up. We, everybody had bag number, numbers on their bags. It would show up. I just, I was very lucky. Wow, that's great. Uh, Did you have underwear thrown at you when you opened for Tom Jones? 
I used to joke about it. Yeah. I used to, we, I used to have somebody set up and, and throw me up these huge, big pair of bloomers. Oh, uh, of course. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You uh, get a big laugh yeah, on that. Sure. So, uh, no, it's, uh, I was very lucky with Tom Jones. He's, uh, they were all good. There were some of them that were cranky. Yeah. But Tom Jones was, so Tom Jones has the, the idea of that for years, I mean, maybe not anymore, but that he has a big schwanz. Yeah, I've I mean, heard that's, that. You know the Tom Jones big schwanz for the Gentiles. Yeah, uh, for the for the Gentiles, the big PP. Okay, <laughs> the big PP for the Gentiles. But you see, over it 15. doesn't sound right. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah. He has a big PP. Oh, it's not sexy <laughs> saying his schwanz. Uh, I don't even think schwanz is Yiddish. I think it's German. Oh, it is schwanz. Maybe he had a big cock. Oh, there you go. He had a big cock. So. People would ask me, so does he have it? <laughs> yeah. That, that's the first thing I asked him as soon as I got the gig. And of course, he's backstage. He's just walking around uh, naked. We all do that. He's got a bag number like the rest of his suitcases. <laughs> <laughs> he actually has, a, he has his own van that takes it. It has his own car. It has his own manager. Didn't uh, uh, the price is not the price is right. Yeah. Drew uh, Carey. Didn't he write a joke? My penis, my book, my penis is so big. Has his own manager. My penis. Didn't he write a book that, like that? It sounds familiar. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. think it was Drew Carey. I think so too. Before the Price is Right. Yeah. Oh, definitely before yeah, the Price yeah, is yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and they would always ask me, "Go, how the hell do I know?" Right, right. And uh, so, at the end of every gig, I, I, we used to work two weeks at a time in Vegas. Uh huh. So, a lot of opening comics used to hang out with the comics with the with the star. Sure. I always thought the less less is more, especially with me. I don't want to get on their nerves. Right. I wanted the gig. So first night I would always I would always go in and say thank you mm-hmm. for the job. Midway through the gig, I would be there after the show and we would, you know, I would hang out. Sure. And the last night of the show, I would say thank you. Right. And that was my thing, unless I was asked. Sure. To hang out or to go to dinner or something. Sure. So uh, one day, so I'm waiting to say hi to Tom in the middle. And uh, the road manager goes, uh, uh, Tom will see you in the, in the dressing room. Just wait a second. So I said, okay. And they go, he's ready. And uh, I go in there, and he comes out right out of the shower. <laughs> Uh-oh, podcast exclusive. And he, right? And he has a towel. Mm-hmm. And it's, he's, it's not around him, but he, it's like in front of him. He's like holding it. And he comes right up to me. Because he knows, I mean, we're face to face. He's naked, only a towel between us. He knows I want to look. <laughs> <laughs> but he knows I'm too close to look down. Right, right. Because we're nose to nose. <laughs> and he's going, how are they? Are you having a good time? Oh, yes, that's very good. Is everybody in the hotel treating you well? Yes, we're so glad to have you. And I go, I know what you're doing. <laughs> and he just started to laugh. <laughs> so I'm not going to look. So I do know, but I won't, won't say. I won't say. All right. Well, you tell but me. It's a capital S in Schwanz. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Max, uh, thanks a lot, man. I really enjoyed talking to you. I'm glad it's over. I was putting myself to sleep with my stories. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I know uh, um, 
I didn't I didn't preface this. I'm I'm doing uh, I'm talking a half hour with Max today, and then I'm going to be talking to somebody else later on. So um, technically, I guess this ends part one. But before we go, I love I love. Thank you for putting me in part one. Oh, of course. Good luck. Uh, what's his name? We could do a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck from the comic last night to follow that. <laughs> no, just kidding. He actually might be on. Uh, before we, I just wanted to say you're also in one of my favorite movies, which was Roxanne. Oh, thank you, thank you. And, Very uh, lucky. I Very forgot to lucky. forgot to point that out. Um, oh, and uh, coincidentally, I went to um, I went to my wife's premiere uh, party the other night, and they had a band first. It's all it's the movie is called uh, Inside Loon Davis, which will be coming out on December sixth. Right, I know about that movie. That movie's about. Uh, t- Tell people about it. I, 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 it's, about, it's based off Dave Van Rock, the old folk singer. Yes, from the yes, 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 yeah, right. It's loosely based. It's not. Uh, but John Goodman's in it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's in the. I, I saw he's in the in the car talking to them. Yeah, going, yeah. So that's all you have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, a, that's great. There's a great heat about that movie. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah. yeah. But I was going to say, Steve Martin jumped up and played his banjo on that thing. At that uh, concert. One of the that very was... few people to see his last stand up. You were? When we were in doing Roxanne, we did it in a place in British Columbia okay. called, it was Nelson, British Columbia, but in the movie it's called Nelson, Washington. Okay. Yeah, it was okay. in Canada. And we raised, it. there were a lot of comics in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we were, ha- we're going to have a show to thank the town to raise money for the fire department there. Oh, very firemen. cool. And he was going to host it, but he had a... An air problem, an inner air problem, because uh-huh. he was doing Three Amigos before that. Okay. And Chevy Chase shot a gun near his ear and like hurt something. Oh, wow. And he was very, very uh, sensitive to sound. Uh-huh. And he said, I don't know if he could do it. And he really wants it. Steve's a really great guy. And he ended up doing it, and he ended up doing stand-up. Wow. And it was, that was like the last time in public. Wow, that's incredible. You know, that he actually... Did stand up and it was just you got to see all of us. Uh, Damon Wayne's at that time, right. Steve Middleman, and we were just like standing there in awe oh, of watching him just take a whole room and just and just you know make them laugh. It that's was really amazing. great. That yeah. is great. What a great story. Uh, again, Max, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, th- I know you're super busy here, seeing everybody and all your fans, and everybody wants to take you out to breakfast and lunch. And how many breakfasts could I eat? Four or five. <laughs> uh, Max Alexander, um, can we find you anywhere? Website, anything? Nah, if you want to Facebook me, Facebook me. Facebook them. Yeah, you know what? I got. To, I I have too much time to eat that I I can't deal with. The, well, I am on Twitter. I think. Oh, okay. I think I'm on Twitter. What am I? You see, I don't even know. It's Max Alexander. Ha, ha. <laughs> Ha. Okay, great. Uh, in case we don't, uh, you have to bear with me for one second. I have to I'm do a couple quick you. plugs. Uh, in case I don't, uh, uh, the comic bails on me, and this is the last, uh, the ending of this. Uh, I want to say thanks to everybody who bought Road Story shirts this week. Uh, that money goes to Podcastathon, um, which benefits Smile Train, um, and that is that airs live on the internet um, December twenty sixth. Jimmy Pardo hosts it, so watch that and donate. And uh, that's it. I got new shirts coming in. They're going to be great new design. I'm really excited about them, Max. If I had one, I would give it to you. I three X. I need three X. I'll send you one in the mail. Or next time you're in Los Angeles, you got. It. Well, then I'll never get it. <laughs> well, next time I'm in New York, which will be in January, I'm there. All right, I'll bring one, and I'll you can I'll take you out to breakfast. There we go. Thanks a lot, Max Alexander. You want to know about life on the road? 
It's Zeus, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns And bees, fights, candle flights, running with the runs And blacklists, bounce checks, great at bachelorette Drunks in the front, making out for your set And the middle acts doing blow, more missing merch And drive the rental car past another mega church And juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone One big law and order marathon